What is going on, guys? Welcome to another episode of the Hamilton Train Podcast. I'm your host, Jared Hamilton. Today, I interviewed a really good friend of mine. His name is Troy Brown. Troy is an IFBB pro, which means he's a professional bodybuilder, and he has made some crazy strides in the bodybuilding space and competing. He's competed uh, over 30 times and has made some pretty crazy accomplishments in that space. Now he's taken a step back from the stage where he's competing and he works with a lot more general population, people who just want to look good, feel good, not necessarily an athlete or a competitor. But with that being said, Troy has also worked with some crazy, crazy people on developing the skills of being a good coach and the way the mindset works and all these other capacities. So Troy has a lot of value to provide, especially not on the subject of just getting results, but more importantly, keeping them. So I thought... Who better to talk about this stuff than Troy? So here in just a second, you're going to hear from him. I'll talk to you in just a minute. Hello. Troy, how are you? I am jolly good. How are you, sir? I'm doing well. Sorry about all that confusion just now. That, that I've never nah, seen man. Anchor do that. So It's all good, my friend. I, I've, been, I've had a few technical difficulties with uh, Anchor myself. So it, uh, it keeps dropping a lot for some reason. Do you get that as well? Yeah, uh, some stuff it just gets kind of crazy. So I'm not. Uh, I'm, I'm a. It's a little bit different. So yeah, absolutely. You just got off a, a podcast with the good old Mister Syatt, didn't you? Yeah, he's your your your. Um, I believe he's your mentor, right? Your. Yep. Uh, yeah, he's like man. I I haven't really paid much attention to him. Jasmine really brought him to my attention uh, last year. And it's interesting because I remember you and Jasmine having having a conversation about him and I was in the background and I was like, you know, what's all the fuss about? So I started looking and I was intrigued to see what he was doing. Then I looked at his YouTube and I was looking at him on Facebook and I was going back to Instagram and I see his numbers kept going up and up and up. And then just seeing what kind of value that guy has been putting out and how much content that he's been putting out, like, and, 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 how he leverages his time that impressed the shit out of me. So I was like, you know what, when I started this podcast, I was like, got to get this dude on. I got to interview this guy. Um, so I've been sort of talking back and forth with his assistant for a couple of months now. And we finally were able to button down the time. So it went, it went really great. I mean, he, I, I can see why you want to learn from the best, right? Success yep. leaves clues and he's crushing it. Yeah. I'm a, yeah. Jordan and I are good friends. I've been working with him for, uh, for about a year or so. Um, actually it's, what's interesting. So I know you're over in, you're over in Canada, right? Yep. Yeah. So I'm over here in Indiana, but what's interesting is, um, so Jordan and I, <laughs> Jordan and I just work together, uh, just, you know, online, on the phone, email, all that stuff. And I'd never for the longest time, never actually met him in person, but him and Gary V happened to um, do a last minute trip to Indy. So Jordan and I actually met for dinner a couple of weeks ago. Wow. So, so you actually got to meet him. Yeah, so it's kind of crazy. Absolutely. No, that's cool. I mean, he's learning he's learning from from the from the master himself, Mr. Mr. Vaynerchuk, right? But yep. I'm saying on the podcast is that he is he's basically implemented what he's saying to do, whereas most people wouldn't do that. You know, right. they were just saying, oh, you know, that's great. I mean, yeah, I, I can do that. And then after a few months, they back away because they realize that it's hard bloody work. But, you know, where I think he was telling me on the podcast that Gary told him to post three times a day, every single day. Yep. And, and he did. And he did that. You know, so it's it's there, there's no um, there's no magic formula that Gary's given him. He's just basically just kept it simple and 
And obviously, as you know, Jordan's been executing what he's been saying. Yeah, hundred percent. Now, um, so you just started your your podcast. Um, what's your podcast called? A little plug for you that way. Maybe some of my listeners will hop over to yours and listen to some of the value you're bringing. What? What? Which one are you talking about? The persistence factor, or or, or primarily this this one on the anchor? I didn't realize you had I, you had two different ones. Yes, I started the. Um, the persistence factor where I do like a, you know, anywhere between 45 minutes to an hour. And uh, I've had what I've had probably seven shows already. Now I'm going to upload them once I get to 10, because that way I can create some momentum behind those podcasts. And then with the anchor, I only got the idea just from listening to some of Jordan's stuff. And I was like, fuck, what a good, um, we're not live now, are we? (laughs) (laughs) You're good. You're good. Uh, Yeah. And I was like, holy crap. Like he's actually showcasing his clients and putting them on a platform um, for them to speak, which empowers people. And uh, I I really could resonate with that. So I thought, you know what, I'm going to do exactly the same thing. So I think I've only done a couple of episodes with clients so far. I've got another one tomorrow, but it just makes so much sense to edify your clients and put put them on a pedestal because at the end of the day, we all know that people love to talk about themselves, right? Yep. So yeah, so yeah, I've got I've got the two. I've got this one, which is the Apex Life, and then I've got the uh, Persistence Factor, which is basically the, the Apex Life on the anchor is Jasmine and I, for our clients, and then we've got the Persistence Factor, which is primarily my my, my platform, where I, where I where I just interview guests and um, talk about their story. I had Jordan on it today, and then next week I've got Chris Powell. Week after that, I've got Bob Proctor on there. That's insane, uh, man. Yeah, I'm trying to get some big heavy hitters. So once once I get Barb on, that's going to open up a lot of doors to get. I've had like Darren Hardy, Jack Canfield, all the heavy hitters say no, 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 too busy, too busy, too busy. So I've probably had about honestly, Gerard, I probably had over 25 no's. Yeah, I bet <laughs> already. Um, so you just need a big name. Once you get the big name, then that puts you out there, and then you start to get some traffic, and then you start to get more views and then your, your social media starts to pick up and then people start paying attention with Lisa Nichols. I don't know if you know her, Lisa Nichols um, from the secret, the black girl. Um, mm-hmm. She, she's all about numbers. If your numbers aren't over X amount of, let's say you don't have over 20,000 people following you, then she's not even going to look at it. So um, these people are like, they value their time like immensely. So sure. I can respect that. Yeah. I just had the biggest one I've had, cause I just started my podcast recently. Um, and I had um, the biggest heavy hitter I've had on. I reached out to Kevin Hart's trainer, boss, or Ron Everline. He hopped on mine the other day. That was pretty cool. No way. Wow. Yeah. What's, here's what's nuts, dude. He, um, I reached out to him, and on the first side, he, first, first Instagram message, he, he said, sure. And then I set it up within a week with his assistant, and he hopped on for about 15 minutes. Crazy. You might, so if you're, uh, you might hear each out if you're wanting someone like him. He, he was amazing to talk to. Amazing to talk yeah. to. Yeah. Yeah, send, send, me his, send me his information, like his credentials, not his credentials, but his, maybe his, uh, what you use in terms of getting hold of him. I'll, I'll yeah. definitely interview him for sure. For sure, for sure. Awesome, man. Well, let's get right into it. So, um, Okay, um, man. I, I'm, I'm your, I'll let you lead away and basically let me know what you want and, I'll, and then we'll go with it. Perfect, man. Perfect. Because I'm recording and I'll, I'll just edit all this mess later and stuff. So, um, okay. so yeah. So just um, talk because I, I I'm not sure how much of my following – um, knows very much about you so just talk a little about you what you're doing kind of some of your history with um because i want to talk about a little bit later kind of your transition from um competing heavily and more and we stepping back into kind of the role you're in now and things like that yeah absolutely thank you so much well as you probably know from the funny accent i have i'm from london england <laughs> I, I, live, 
but born and bred and and in London, England, South East London to be exact. And uh, I I was a pro, former pro soccer player in England. I played for a team called Nottingham Forest, and uh, I signed pro forms for them when I was seventeen. Got released when I was eighteen because I was a little bit too small. And um, they actually sent me on loan to a lower league division team, and then I kind of got you know they they put me on a special diet. Believe it or not, it was a banana diet. So I got lifting weights and started eating differently and then ended up putting on about 20 pounds of muscle in four months. And I had the option to go back to the club and I decided to, to quit playing football and decided to get into personal training. And I just loved the, loved the gym. I loved the lifestyle. I loved the culture. And I got bitten by the bug of weightlifting. And then while, while getting into the personal training industry, I, uh, in 2000 and I think it was in 2000, I actually 2000, I went to Santa Monica, I went to the Mecca Gold's gym and I kind of got really bitten by the bug of bodybuilding and then I decided uh, from a good friend of mine, John Welsh, that I should do my first bodybuilding show in 2001. Long story short, I ended up doing over 35 shows. I've done 39 bodybuilding shows. Turned pro 2006, beat a, a very respected name named Flex Lewis in the overall. and uh, Got my pro card, competed in five uh, pro shows. Uh, missed out on the Olympia in 2007 by one place in my rookie year. I got nominated for pro rookie of the year with Kai Green. Got on the front cover of Flex Magazine, uh, Muscle Mag, and uh, Beef Magazine, which is in England, which is a big underground bodybuilding magazine as well. And then I kind of took a sabbatical from the sport in 2011 and really started ramping up the personal training and uh, got into network marketing as well at the same time. Met my mentor, Bob Proctor, and Linda Proctor, worked with them for six years. And then 2015, um, the company got shut down, and then we I ended up going back into my, my passion, which was personal training, and I started competing working out again I ended up putting on went bound from when I originally retired in 2000 and 2015 2000 yeah, was it 2011 I was 255 pounds went down to 170 pounds became a vegan and uh, really did the CrossFit life and then 2015 came along decided to give it another go get back into bodybuilding again start training clients again and uh, yeah uh, year and a half ago everything was going great um wasn't really resonating with competing but i was just doing it because of my the fans wanted me to compete again and um was just battling the idea of, of competing and, and was i really going to do it was i going to step back on stage again and it took a really bad injury for me to walk away from the sport uh tore my pec pretty bad doing close grip bench press and that was a blessing in disguise even though i was really upset in the moment but now looking back it was a blessing and it's allowed me to you know, really pursue my passions of, of really helping and serving people. We have a, a, a really cool online business where we coach people online, similar to what you do. And, uh, you know, it's, it's been an absolute blessing to be able to serve a lot of people all over the world. It's called a a apex life. We actually just, just changed the name. It, it was called apex physiques and now it's called the apex life. So we're, we're, we're really grateful to be able to help a lot of people. And, uh, it's interesting because now the world is getting smaller now with technology, the world isn't getting any bigger. So we're all connected even closer now. So re really grateful to be able to be, be on this, um, this call with you, man. Absolutely, man. I'm really grateful to have you. I know your time's valuable. So, cause I've been seeing, I've been seeing, cause I know, you, uh, I, um, I respect your and Jasmine's, um, voice and opinion in the industry tremendously. I know there's been a couple of cases where, um, you and I have hopped on a Skype call going over a couple um, things like uh, issues that I was having. I just kind of wanted some second opinion stuff on it. So uh, I'm in general a, a huge fan of yours. It's still it's still cool. I'll see on like, I'll be scrolling through your guys' uh, uh, Instagram and I'll see some of, even still see some of these bigger name uh, pros that are just are commenting and joking with you and having some fun. It was thought that was pretty cool. 
Uh, oh, I appreciate that. Thank you so much, man. Um, now talk to now a little, my, my audience is a little more, um, would you would classify as like the general population in the fitness world. It's not like all bodybuilders or all physique athletes. It's, you know, mostly your regular person that just wants to lose weight and look good naked. That's kind of my current audience that's listening. So in terms of some of the stuff I'm going to be talking to you about, that's kind of who we're gearing towards. Um, and I know, especially with your background with Bob Proctor, I'm a huge fan of Bob Proctor. I study his work a lot. Um, I want to hear what your thoughts are on mindset on, in terms of your mindset to be successful in losing weight, gaining muscle, the fit, this just, just whatever in general, these people trying to achieve their fitness goals, what would be in terms of um, on the mindset side of it? Cause a lot of people get caught up in talking about the best diet, the best workout regimen, things like that. But not a lot of people talk about the um, thought process and the mental capacities with all of that. You know what? I, I think that's just a great question. I feel uh, I'm in the same business as you. Uh, the majority of our, our clientele is gen population, and and that's where we thrive most. So um, I, I, we've kind of moved away from the, uh, the 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 physique world, so to speak. And uh, yeah, I I really feel that mind is everything. It really is the foundation. And it, and if someone's mind isn't right when it comes to weight loss and fat loss, it, if the mind isn't right then it's going to be very, very hard for them to, you know, break free and to achieve their goals, so to speak. So we, we, what we try and do and what we try and coach people on is to identify, you know, those sort of subconscious, those limiting beliefs that have been holding them back, why people have been sabotaging. And once we can get to those layers and get to those deeper, deeper levels, that's where we, can, we feel we can do our best work and we can really, you know, bring the essence of them to the table and they can really improve and, and get that transformation, what they're looking for. I mean, anybody can lose weight. Anybody can burn body fat and, and get in great shape. It really is simple to do, but the, the hardest thing to do is maintain it. And that's where the mind comes into it. So there needs to become some type of daily practice, some ritual that this individual needs to do every single day, you know, um, working on their mindset, putting in positive affirmations, even though it might sound, you know, um, a little bit, um, cliche but you know positive affirmations in the morning doing your gratitude journaling meditation these are all things that we plug to our clients you know over and over and over again because we understand that permanent change takes time and you got to remember a lot of people that we work with have you know some 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 good habits but they also have a lot of bad habits and we also know that it takes x amount of time to form good habits and replace them with bad habits so mind is everything i always talk about the body is an instrument of the mind and whatever's going to be impressed is going to be expressed through the body. Hundred percent, absolutely, man. Uh, now, I, for, with your with your clientele, do they always resonate with that? First off, because a lot of people I talk to, whether they're someone in my current client base or they're um, just a normal gym goer, asking my opinion on some stuff. And when I start talking about some of the psychological stuff, the way you think and how that affects your uh, subconscious actions and the paradigm and all that stuff not a lot of people take it seriously. They think it's like hippie shit or they, they are like, okay, okay. I get that positive mind, blah, blah, blah. But what's, what's the secret exercise to build your bench or what's the secret diet? Mm. Like do, do the people you talk to, do they instantly like, Oh, that makes so much sense. Or does the, a lot of the people you talk to in your client clientele, do they feel like, you know, not necessarily take it as serious out the gate? It's a great question. You know what? I feel that we're in a society where everything is beast mode. 
and we all want it to yesterday, if that makes sense. We're leaving that microwave society. And, and you're right. As soon as, as soon as you start talking about, no, we've got to fix the mind first. We've got to get those subconscious beliefs, you know, it, it firing in a better, in a better way. Otherwise change is not going to happen. And everybody wants the quick fix and everybody wants that beast mode program. They want to basically decarb for X amount of months. They want to train seven days a week. They want to train two, three hours a day. And we all know that's not attainable. But as soon as you start talking about, you know, the, uh, the reason why they keep self-sabotaging, you know, week in, week out, you know, day after day, month after month, week after week, whatever it is, or year after year, um, it's, it's all to do with their, their mindset and their belief system and, and, their, and their rituals. So, you know, it really takes somebody like a client or, or a general population client that is open-minded to trying something different because here's the reality. If they keep trying all these diets, keep training, doing all these, you know, training programs and different styles of training and they're not getting to the root cause, you know, they're just dancing around that. They're not really, you know, getting to the permanent change. So I think what we're trying to do, and you're the same too, is that we're trying to identify what's been holding them back trying to unlayer the, the onion, so to speak, so we can identify what's been holding it back. And then we can start working on a program with the mind work, with the, the tools that we give them in with the journaling and, and doing their gratituding and their meditation and really getting around the right people because their environment is everything. And that's why we, we tell our clients all the time, you have to stay close to the campfire, meaning you've got to stay close to the coach because the negativity that's out there just knocks on your door. You don't even have to seek it. So you need that positive outlet. You need someone in your corner that number one understands how the mind works, but number two is going to basically hold you accountable. Um, so you can get to those good, healthy habits over time, but it doesn't happen overnight. People have to be patient. I think we live in a society now where people just, like I said earlier, they just want that instant gratification and they're not willing to take the time. And I always say, for health and fitness has no destination it doesn't have a, an expiry date it's lifestyle it's continuous but most people don't want to hear that they want the fast the quick fix they want to drop weight they want to lose 20 pounds in two weeks and we all know that's unattainable and what happens if you do do that you're just going to pull it all back on again so if someone keeps rebounding and they keep yo-yo dieting we know that there's definitely and you would attest to this that there's some type of subconscious conditioning that's been holding them back and we've got to identify what that is maybe something traumatic happened to them when they were younger and they've never been able to you know identify it and, and bring it to the surface or talk about it um and they wonder why they keep self-sabotaging so yeah it's it's a process but you know what we're trying to do is educate people to, to understand that there's more to it than just going to the gym beast mode doing you know cutting all your carbs out and, and, you know, and, and just being super, super strict with your diet, that there's a lot more to it than that. Absolutely. I love that, man. That's powerful. Now um, I'm glad you taught, you brought up the subject of meditation because uh, I'm a, I'm a fan and practice meditation as I, I know you do as well. Now, how do you go about teaching meditation or telling someone and getting someone to go from who thinks meditation is stupid and has no value and just yoga people do it to actually daily practicing um, because a lot of people can't I know myself um, I, I have attention problems you know I'm all over the place all the time so it took a, a minute to get to the place where I can actually sit down in a quiet state and focus and zone my thoughts in and the way I'm feeling it's it, it wasn't naturally for me and I know for a lot of people who don't practice that like anything else we all suck at stuff until we get some reps under our belt so for someone who has not ever practiced meditation, because I'll bring that up to my clients a lot, especially people who are high stress, 
who can't get their thoughts into order, who can't focus very well. And talking about the subject of meditation, even if it's five to 10 minutes before bed, Mm -hmm. how would you, how would you go about teaching somebody um, to be able to meditate? Cause I know it wasn't very easy for you uh, the way Mm -hmm. I understand at the beginning. So Mm -hmm. it was extremely hard. And and, you know, it, it still is because even though we've been doing it for just over a year now, consistently, um, I think our old paradigm still comes back and wants to hold us back. It doesn't want us to get ahead. So there is that sort of tug and war that goes on subconsciously. So um, for us, it's like if we don't do it, we feel like there's something missing. Like we just don't feel like we're firing optimally that day. Um, but from a client standpoint, I, I think it's so necessary, especially as you mentioned, someone has high stress. Meditation would be a huge you know, outlet for that individual but they've got to give it a good 30 days of consistent work. I mean, we get clients who say, I tried that for a couple of days and it didn't work. And again, it's that microwave society mentality. Unfortunately, they've got to consistently do it for 30 days. And once they get to that 30 days, do another 30 days till it becomes a habit, like brushing their teeth. We've got a lady that we're working with right now that um, she, she, she competes in bikini and she's having a really tough time you know, with her, with her personal life. And honestly, this lady could not concentrate for two or three minutes. Now she's meditating. This, this is, I think this has been like a six month. Now she's meditating 30 minutes a day. In the beginning, she couldn't even do three minutes. So all I said to her was just use a guided meditation. She finds that guided meditation more beneficial to her. So she uses Headspace, the app. And now she's, she started off with two or three minutes. Then she went to five. And as she progressively built on a, a minute here and there, now she's up to 30 minutes now a day. And she says, if she doesn't meditate, it kind of affects her whole day. For sure. I, I would attest to that whenever, um, when it, for me, cause I went for me, whenever I would, I would, my best meditation time was in the evenings, um, mm-hmm. especially cause a lot of my busy work is done in the evenings. I'll train people all day and my in-person clients and whatnot. But then in the evening, that's when I'm designing my social media for the next day when I'm, um, following up with phone calls that I had that day or text messages or whatever. And I get caught up being really busy, really, really crazy. And mm-hmm. for me, I, I can tell everything changes my productivity the next day. Like everything, if I don't have those 10, 15 minutes, it, it definitely, even in my case, makes yeah. a big difference. You, you know what, as well, I find that so many people don't give back to themselves. They, they focus, especially with the, with the, with the gen population clients that we work with, they give so much to their friends, to, the, to their family that they forget to take care of themselves. And just taking that time out, that five minutes in the morning to meditate, whether in the morning or in the evening, is, is such a big deal. Because what it does, the bottom line is it keeps that individual present. You sat there in quiet and just focused on your breathing, regardless if you're, you, these thoughts come into your head, you just observe them and you just let them go. You don't give them any judgment and you just focus and go back to breathing. I think what people do is they worry that their thoughts are still running rampant and they think they're not meditating properly, but that's actually a sign that you're actually doing the right thing. You're on the right path. You just got to keep consistently doing it. And you've got to be, as Jasmine says so well, you have to be patiently ambitious. You've got to do it you know, over and over and over and over again, till it comes a, to becomes a, a ritual, to becomes a, a habit. If that makes sense. Yeah, it does. Patiently ambitious, dude. That's profound. That is amazing. <laughs> that's a hashtag. That's a, that's going to be Jasmine's hashtag. I told her if she doesn't get on that, I'm going to steal it from her. <laughs> like you should probably go buy that domain name online. That is we already we already left gone. That's awesome, man. I, I that's 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 crazy. Um, now I, I, that, that, no, that, that helps a lot. Cause that's one thing a lot of my clients have trouble with is 
the concept of meditation, one, if they're even willing to give it a try, it's usually within two days. Yeah, I tried it. It didn't work. Yeah. Like, dude, you can't get fat in two days. Come on. You're not going to be able to get another skill you're completely um, not used to doing in two days. Nothing happens in two days. That's right. I mean, anything that you do that's new, there's going to be a, an uncomfortable feeling in the beginning, especially in that first two week period. You know, anything, if, if any nutritional program that anybody starts, if they're trying to clean up their diet, the first two weeks are always the toughest. There's like that, those universal tests that sort of come out of nowhere and we get test after test, but we can f- get through those first two weeks. We really are away to the races. We've sort of created a little bit of momentum, but unfortunately a, a lot of our clients will, will go really well for a week and then we'll check in with them. And they said, Oh, I, 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 I didn't have time to, to meditate. Um, they didn't have five minutes to meditate in the morning. And then three days have gone past and they kind of lost that momentum again. So, you know, it, that's okay. You, you just say, okay, you, you kind of you know, put the past behind. You can't change the past. And we all know that. You can only focus on what you can do in the present moment. So it, I think the bottom line here is I think the client has to have some type of desire for change. And, and I think that's probably why people come to you and I is that they obviously feel as though we can help them. But at the end of the day, they've got to want the desire. They've got to want to change themselves. And we can't do that for them. We can give them the best nutritional programs, the best training programs. But if not, if they're not willing to do the inner work. If they're not willing to, you know, focus more on, on, on gratitude for the things that they have and do the little bits of meditation and, and to focus on giving back to themselves, then permanent change isn't going to happen. So that's the reason why we push the meditation, the, the gratitude, the journaling, the, inten- the intentions for the day, the affirmations. That's why because we understand that it's going to help change their, 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 the groove or the pattern in their brain. And they're going to start thinking on the polar opposite because most people focus on what goes wrong. They don't focus on what's going right. And what's wrong is always available, but so is what's right. So that's what we try and get our clients to do is focus on what you want. Don't focus on what you do not want. There's a big difference between the two. There's a massive difference. One thing I find a lot of people... Um, that they don't want to do is own that a lot of people that, that I'll see and talk to, whether it's a client, a gym member, or just somebody, a friend, a, a buddy of mine talking is it's so easy to follow the suit. It was just society of whatever's negatives in front of you. You talk about it. Like one of my, one of the things I have right now is I have a, a, a private online group called the HT tribe. That's a, in an exclusive online group that only the tribe and myself are in. And one thing I have the tribe do because it's, it's still all um, everyone's general population, not you know, there's anything like that. Um, one thing I have them do is all the time, I want to know what's going well. I really could, I mean, I don't want to say I could care less what's not going well, but I'm more concerned with what they're doing right than, than, than be focusing on what's going wrong. Because what we focus on, as you believe too, is what we focus on grows. If you keep focusing on, you know, the shit that's going south, then, you know, that's, that's, that's a, that then more bad stuff is going to happen opposed to if you're focusing on, well, I did make better decisions here. Well, I did do my five minutes here. Well, even though it got interrupted, I, I did go uh, push-ups this morning in the living room. The more, the more that one focuses on what's actually working and going well, it's, it's easier for that to come about hundred percent. Yeah. Energy flows where attention goes is one of the things we say to a lot of people. Yeah. I, I would agree with that a thousand percent. Now I want, I would now, especially on the vein of your other, of your other podcast, the persistence factor, um, that is what it's called. Correct. You're right. Correct. Correct. I love it. Um, so I would, I'd like to hear what your thoughts are on, on just the subject of persistence for 
these goals of weight loss, fat loss, looking better, feeling better, because I think a lot of people underestimate how big of a factor just being persistent is. Too many people, they see one bump in the road, they suck it tracking their nutrition or they suck at um, making time for meditation or whatever. In a week later, they, they quit, you know, or whatever the case is. Um, I, I'd love to hear what your thoughts are on how big of a role persistence plays in all of this. Well, I think, I think bottom line, first of all, I think the client has to value themselves and, and value their health. And they need to create what I call a health consciousness. What do I mean by that? A health consciousness means is that they, it's, it's what they think about a lot of the time. When they wake up in the morning, they're always thinking about their health. They're thinking about their body temple. And it's the last thing they think about before they go to sleep. So that's what I call a health consciousness. And, and that can be cultivated. That takes time. It's like building a muscle. But in regards to persistence, it's like that three feet from gold story in the book, Think and Grow Rich. That's where the idea came from for the podcast. I've been such a big fan of that chapter in Think and Grow Rich, the persistence, fact, uh, the persistence uh, chapter it really fires me up because you hear about all these phenomenal stories, these rag to riches stories, people, you know, coming to America with nothing, you know, and been able to build dynasties and been able to leave legacies behind mm-hmm. and all because, you know, they were persistent enough to, to basically take the necessary action. But more importantly, they had the desire in the beginning. I think that's what I'm trying to say with a lot of the clients that we work with. They got to develop that desire and they got to want it. I think if you got, if you, if you want it and you have that desire, you will do the extra work. You will do the gratitude. You will do the meditation. You will put in the work because you understand that desire is really sort of the, the cornerstone, like the, the foundation to everything. But if you, if you have the desire, but you don't have persistence, then you're not going to win. And really, if someone quits, you, I mean, failure if someone's failed let's say they mess up on their nutrition i mean that's okay you're only a failure if you actually quit we all know that right but i think so many people when they maybe screw up on their nutrition or they don't get to the gym they beat themselves up and they just think screw that i'm done what's the use this stuff doesn't work i quit and instead of just saying you know what it's okay i'm human like everybody else and uh, I've, I've identified it. I'm not going to dwell on it. I'm, it's in the past. I'm going to let it go. And I'm going to start to more of a new clean slate. And eventually over time, the, um, the, 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 the thought of wanting to self-sabotage gets smaller and smaller. And that's when they've changed their paradigm. But to change your paradigm, you can only do it by two things. Number one, by an emotional impact, meaning something negative has to happen. So that's when people make a change, when they get a heart attack or or that they they have um you know a stroke or you know or due to stress or unhealthy living or number two is through um forced repetition it's by doing it over and over and over again but most people in today's society especially in north america and from where i'm from in london they get three feet from gold and then they and they pull away just before the surface was about to break just before they were going to get success they back away and then they say this stuff doesn't work mm-hmm. and they were free from gold and and that's that's what i find for for us as coaches and trainers we want it more than the client sometimes and that's why i think we we really have high standards and we want it for them we want them to have maybe not an aesthetic goal maybe we just want them to feel better to to have vitality to have energy to um move better i mean those those things are are probably just as important as a weight loss goal on the scale but a lot of women a lot of men focus on that number and allow that number to uh, kind of identify who they are and it's not really about the number on the scale it's just about longevity and having a quality of life to enjoy your life with having energy vitality be able to move better and that's my wish and i would say that's your wish for your clients as well right 
Absolutely, man, one hundred percent. You know, that's it's on talking about persistence. That's one of the things that kind of blows my mind is the stuff that will be completely persistent about, or like uh, like someone, let's say somebody who's struggling with the weight loss journey and they're trying to to go through some hurdles and they're really struggling and you know in no time they're willing to throw in the towel, but in other areas of our, of, of lives, there's the most persistence in the world. I, cause see, I feel like, um, from, from the moment we're born before society has a chance or parents have a chance to kind of start steering. I mean, I feel like we have all these amazing traits, um, goal seeking. I was just talking to somebody else about this a little bit earlier, goal seeking, uh, not accepting failure, um, not settling and just going like you see a toddler. It don't matter how many times that little guy busts his teeth on the coffee table. He's going to be running and will not. It, there's he's, You never see a toddler give up after they've fallen down for a thousand, a, a thousand times. Or even as adults, you know, we'll, we know we have to drive for a living. Everyone drives every day a car and we all sucked at driving in the beginning. You know, all these, all these different things. That's now parts of our daily lives. So many people, we're, aren't willing to give that up. Well, you don't see anybody that says, Oh, I'm not ever going to drive a car ever again because my first two weeks driving sucked, you know, but, but when it comes to things like learning about food awareness and body awareness and what a uh, skill like meditation, it's within a couple of days. So many are willing to give up, you know? Yeah. It's the, like I said earlier, it's the microwave mentality. And, and, and unfortunately, you know, I mean, there, there's people out there that are willing to put in the work, but at the end of the day, ch- change is hard. You know, when you're embarking on a, on a physique transformation, you know, th- there's going to be challenges. There's going to be tests. There's going to be universal tests and, and they're going to come, you know, it's not going to be, you know, all, um, you know, all, all roses, so to speak. It, it, there's going to be a lot of challenges and a lot of adversity because you're going after something big. You're going after this health goal, you know, that you've never had before and anything that's worthwhile, there's going to be trials and tribulations. I yep. think the key to this with someone that's embarking on a health health journey is they got to stay close to the campfire, meaning they got to stay close to the, 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 the coach because the coach is there to really hold their hand and really guide them along the way when those adversity times come, because here's the reality, the further away you are from the campfire, you're going to do one or two things. You're either going to quit or you're just going to go cold and you end up giving up. And, but if you stay close to you, if they stay close to you as their coach, and you're going to help them through their tough times. You know, the chances of them succeeding are going to be a lot, lot higher. But unfortunately, people don't want to, they don't want to bother the coach, but that's what they're there for. And we tell our clients all the time, if you're struggling, if you're having a tough time mentally, reach out to us. We can talk yes. through it. But most people aren't willing to do that. They feel that they're, that they're a hindrance, that they're bothering us, but they're not. I that's hate what that, man. For to do. We're there to serve them, to get them through those tough times mentally because they're going to come. And, you know, it's I, I feel that once they understand that, that the, the, the mentorship and, and the coach is there to help them through those tough times, they're probably going to achieve their goal. Eventually, we just don't know how long it's going to take them to get there. So I think the bottom line here is that they got to be patient. I think we've all said it before. It sounds so cliche, but you got to be patient and you got to be persistent and you got to have fun with the journey as well. And I think so many people think that healthy living is I got to, I can't eat this and I can't eat that. Why not focus on the foods that you can put in instead of focus on the foods that you can't eat. So it's like what you focus on grows. You know, if you're focusing on healthy food and putting healthy foods in, what other healthy foods can I introduce into my diet instead of eating the crap? You know, that's a big uh, shift in perspective, if that makes sense. 
Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that 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 changes everything. Now, I want to hear what uh, another thing I wanted to talk to you about is, especially uh, you you touched on it briefly that you had to go through when uh, it came to your pec injury, and you and you like you said you were upset about it, you weren't happy about it, but you um, said it was a blessing in disguise. I want to I want to talk about the the subject of men your mental attitude, um, but specifically, I know I want you to touch on how. You know, you went from the competing world, you're doing all this crazy, amazing stuff there. And then you literally had an injury that changed the entire course of that. Yeah, you know, I, I just felt, you know, now looking back when it happened, I just felt maybe it was the universe is um, I'm, I'm not a religious person. I'm a spiritual person, but I really feel that we're, we're put on this planet for, for a reason and a purpose to, to mm-hmm. help serve other people. And I felt like, you know, bodybuilding is a very, very selfish sport. And I did it for so many years. and It was my identity. So that's probably why I went back to it, because for me, it was easy to do. It was easy for me. It was easy for Troy Brown to be this bodybuilder. So um, it took an injury for me to think, you know what? There's more to life than just bodybuilding. I've done it for 25 years. Now I'm in this next chapter of my life. Now it's all about giving and serving other people now. And I really feel for the first time in my life, I'm on, I'm on the right path. But, you know, it took something negative, like an injury, like a torn pec that I see every day when I look in the mirror to remind me that, yeah, it was hard for me to let go and and to, you know, get rid of that identity because I battled with it for so many years. But I always knew my intuition was telling me there's something more for you, Troy. There's something bigger for you. Um, You just got to open up your eyes and look for it. But that darn ego gets in the way every single time. And, um you know, I, I shut it off and it was like, boom, here's an injury. There you go. This is your wake up call. And now I look back, it was a, a huge blessing in disguise. I'm so grateful that it happened, um, even though it was very traumatic and it ended my career. Um, I, I Now I feel like there's there's a bigger purpose. I feel right now the path that Jasmine and I are on is 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 like very similar to what you're doing is you're enriching people's lives. You're, you're changing lives you know, every single day just mm-hmm. for the, the, the content that you're putting out on Instagram and, and, and your, the, the Instagram story feeds, like we can impact millions of people now just through social media. And, and that's my vision. Now, my purpose is to impact a million people for If I do it through the, the, the apex business, or if I do it through public speaking, if I do it through my, my governor teachings, if I do it through um, my, uh, my podcasts or my YouTube channel, whatever, what, whatever it is, that that's the purpose. That's my higher calling is to serve a million people. That's fantastic, man. I commend you on that. Um, it's interesting that you say that because recently um, in terms of my business and where my focus has been at has been changing because for the longest time, my big goal was in terms of as a coach, cause I love coaching. Like I feel like that's why I'm put on this earth is to, to coach and help people. Now the selfish side of me has always wanted to coach these high level performers you know, these bodybuilders, these pro athletes, these um, different stars. And I, I've just always thought that'd be the, like the coolest thing ever to train these really big, powerful people. Um, and that's been, you know, on the, in the back of my head for the longest time. But here recently, um, my focus has been changing. And I was talking, I was on a podcast with my buddy, Al J from San Jose Barbell. We were talking about this, how I, I just, I've been feeling a little bit of a pull from, you know, different ways. And my focus has been letting go of wanting to just coach these, the biggest and baddest in the world. And I just want to help. I, I literally want to help 8 billion people. Like it's, it's interesting that you said that that's how some, a lot of your focus has shifted in the same way. That's how mine has as well. It's, it's just kind of crazy. 
Yeah, it's very similar, actually. I, I, like I said, I think, you know, bodybuilding serves its purpose. And it was all about what I could get. It was like I was taking, taking, taking and not really giving, you know, um, to giving to humanity, if that makes sense, as cliche as it sounds. And you, you're, you're, you are obviously in the same boat because you're figuring out you want to train, the, you know, these, these top high level athletes, these high achievers where at the end of the day, we'll probably get more fulfillment, more joy out of serving the gen population. Because I feel like when you, when you see somebody, uh, let's take a gen, gen population client, male or female, and you've been working with them for X amount of months, let's say six months, and everything that you've been saying to them, you know, all, all, the, all the positive aspects about them, all, all the, you know, all, all, I always try, and I'm probably like you, I always try and keep my, my energy very, very high when I'm in that gym. And when mm -hmm. we're working with clients, we don't focus on the negative at all. We don't want to give it any energy. So when we're working with these clients, it's like what I love, that part is when the lights go off and they finally understand what lifestyle is about. They finally get it. And that for me is the biggest fulfillment that I could get. And I think that's probably why I've stayed in the game for so long is I'm waiting for those moments when the client goes, oh my goodness, I get what you're <laughs> saying now. And, and yes. I, and that's what we're waiting for as coaches is that we're waiting for that moment because I, I don't, I don't waver. Jasmine doesn't waver. You're probably the same as well as, as a coach as well. You know, you, you just believe in a certain way of coaching and you, and you, st and, um, and I think after a time through repetition is when you see that light bulb go off, that is the best, like you can't put a price on that. Not regardless of what we get paid. I, that moment right there is the most freeing and most 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 fulfilling moment for me as as a coach, and when I see the light bulbs go off. Yeah, I love that man. I absolutely, I, I'm this in the same boat. Um, even to this day, like I've and I've coached some pretty some pretty cool people that are are um, you know whether they went and competed at a bodybuilding show or that have are like um, some of these uh, football players or things like that. Still, like even to this day, one of my biggest my 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 most favorite. Um, client testimonial, probably my top three. And this would happened years ago. And I've trained a lot more people now than I have from when I started. And to this day, one of my absolute most favorite moments with a client was I was training a grandma. I was training like a 60 some year old lady. And she said, Jared, I can actually get on my hands and knees and play with my grandbabies again. Literally to this day, that is, that is, that is still like one of my favorite moments. I remember it like it was yesterday with with clients it was like yeah it's cool my guy like you know like i have a football player that he just hit like a 500 pound squat pr and like i was all fired up but it, like th that stuff's cool but like when it all comes down to changing lives just like you said that's it's the my most favorite thing in the world is when i've had a piece in literally making someone's life that much better it's it's my favorite thing ever yeah it, it, same here man i i i just i, I completely uh, understand what you're talking about when you see that moment when they tell you that they're able to play with their grandkids or the, or their kids like that that's a big deal like you are basically giving someone their life back you know that mm -hmm. that's that's a big deal and I feel like that's probably serves more of a purpose than allowing helping somebody squat 500 pounds or deadlift 600 pounds um, and I think that's probably why and yourself included why we gravitate to the gym population because it's so much more fulfillment and so much more rewarding to see people, you know, um, have those success uh, changes in their life. Like you mentioned with the playing with the grandkids and, and seeing someone have more energy and vitality. I mean, those things are like everyone focuses on the weight loss. They focus on the scale, 
but sometimes they don't focus on the non-scale victories like you know being able to you know do a full push-up being able to pull your body weight up uh, on, on a pull-up bar as an example you know being able to you know see your heart rate come down after you know doing so much cardio work and seeing that heart rate come down faster and faster each time you do it um, those are non-scale, non-scale victories. And that's what we tell our clients. Yeah, it's great to have the aesthetic goal, but what about those fitness goals that you set for yourself? Seeing that you're able to hold a plank for a little bit longer, you know, seeing that you're able to squat a little bit more, you know, you're able to, you know, almost get close to benching your body weight, whatever the case may be, you know, get your clients to focus on the, those non-scale victories because that will keep them in the game because they get so obsessed with that darn scale. And you know who's to blame, the media's to blame because you look at all these, celebrity magazines it's all about drop drop 50 pounds in 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 seven days you know they're bombarded with all this information it just drives me nuts yeah i'm i'm there with you dude i can't even tell you like even my clients who have more aesthetic goals i i still rarely use the scale i had this is what blows me away i had one of my clients she uh and I, i don't push the scale at all even my progress indicators um like in terms of aesthetics i would much rather go by uh a measurement tape the way clothes are fitting things like that well, I had a lady, she, uh, she, an amazing lady. She uh, messaged me. She said she was in tears and ready to quit and throw in the towel. She's like, I've been at this thing for two months. I haven't lost any weight. The scale hasn't budged. I'm literally in tears, ready to quit. And that's what she messaged me. And that's the thing I'm really glad that she did. And that's why I told her, I thanked her for reaching out because I think a lot of people, like you said, are scared to use a coach. That's what we're here for. Mm-hmm. Uh, and what's interesting, two months ago, or not two months ago, about a week before our conversation, she posted on Facebook how she's down to pant sizes and how she's lost so much body fat. Her She had to move her wedding ring to her middle finger because it kept falling off. She, she's, she'd lost that much body fat and had gotten that much healthier, but because of the damn scale, she was ready to throw in the towel, and it's causing yeah. that much anxiety. It, that's what it does, Jared. It does cause anxiety and, and added pressure to a client that they don't really need. Um, and I, like a similar stories been in, been in the game for 25 years, you know, I'll tell clients, you know, um, especially particularly the women, either, go, go, go into your home, take your scale out of the bathroom, go to your bedroom window. If you're, if you, if your bedroom's upstairs, that is, and basically <laughs> take out, throw out the window, you know, I love it. it doesn't serve you. It does not serve you allowing a number to dictate your life. And you, and it, it's at the end of the day, it's a statistic. It's not there. It's not there to control them. Health and fitness doesn't have a destination, uh, an expiry date. It's continuous. It's for life. And basically, people, again, have that mentality of the microwave mentality, and they want 50 pounds to drop really, really quickly. How long did it take them to put the weight on in the first place is what they have to ask themselves. Yeah, for sure. I think it's just education and allowing the client to stop listening to people around them that maybe don't know that they don't know. I, I call them unconscious incompetence, meaning they don't know that they don't know. Yeah. And what happens is these people talk to our clients and say, oh, you're trained with that person. You should be this amount of weight. You should have dropped 50 pounds by now. And all that is is just, you know, that should just go through 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 one ear and out the other. That's yeah. just negative uh, and, and, an environment that you really could be toxic later on. So if it's not getting you anywhere, then I'm not saying you should remove that person from your life, but basically be very careful who you surround with because you don't want to put any negative information into your subconscious mind because it's very can easily happen um, just by by being in the, the association. We call it the law of association. You are who you associate with. So just making sure that you you be around that coach 
as much as you can because the good habits from the coach are eventually going to rub off onto that individual. Yeah, I agree a thousand percent. Awesome. Awesome. Well, man, I think, uh, I think uh, we'll go ahead and wrap it up. I think we, uh, you provided my listeners with a lot of value and I'd like to thank you honestly very much for taking the time out of your day to hop on the podcast. My, my pleasure, Gerard. You know what? I might actually, if, if it's okay with you, is I would love to interview you and, and get you on, on, on our podcast as well and give us sort of different, fresh perspective uh, on, on how you, you could help and, and help and inspire our clients as well to make a shift. So I would I definitely be reaching out to you for, for, uh, for an interview as well, if that's possible. Absolutely. Absolutely. I would absolutely love to. Uh, now, cool. before you hop off the phone, in case someone wants to learn a little bit more about you, or the apex life or anything where can um people reach you at where can people social media websites that kind of stuff cool social media you can you can find troy um the troy brown um on instagram um i also have a facebook page coach troy brown um you'll also find our website which at the moment is still called apex physiques but we're transitioning our name to apex life but right now it's apexphysiques.ca we're based out in uh, in toronto canada awesome man i love it i love it so, well, I appreciate you again, man. Once again, um, I'll keep in touch. You have a good rest of your day. Thanks, man. You keep doing what you're doing, man. You're, you're doing a phenomenal job with your clients, man. You're crushing it. And uh, it's very inspiring for Jasmine and I to see. So um, it's great to hear, hear like-minded people that are on the same path as us. I appreciate that, man. Thank you so much. Thanks, dude. Take care. Take care. Bye-bye. Thank you guys once again for listening to today's episode of the Hamilton Train Podcast. I hope you got a lot of value from it. Be sure to give Troy and his brand a follow. Um, and be sure, and if you can, share this episode with your friends, like it, and give us a rating um, because that's how more people see the stuff that uh, we're talking about. So do that for me. I'd appreciate it a lot. I will talk to you next time.